Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 137, looking at 1 Chronicles 8, 9 and 10, Acts chapter 26 and then Psalm 58. Now we're going to go and look at Chronicles a little bit differently today. In preparation for today's reading, Miriam passed me a book written by Warren Wearsby called With the Word. It was recommended to us by Jonathan Carswell, CEO of 10 of Those, and I simply want to read to you Wearsby's comments on the first nine chapters of Chronicles makes a little bit more sense of all these names. So he writes, You see nine chapters of unfamiliar names, many of them hard to pronounce, and you're tempted to skip them and get to the story. But stop to consider the importance of these chapters. These names belong to real people who once lived on this earth. Now most of them are forgotten. Their names are buried in an ancient list. One day you will be a name in a record file somewhere. History may forget you, but heaven never will. Are you living in the light of eternity? Make your life count today. These names belong to Jews, one nation called of God to witness for him in a dark and wicked world. They were not always faithful, but through them the world received witness of the one true and living God. They gave us the written word of God, and in due time they gave us the Saviour. If nothing else, Pause to give thanks for Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I feel that's particularly poignant today as we see unrest in Israel these days. Let us recognise that the Lord has had an eternal plan and it came through these individuals in 1 Chronicles chapter 1 through 9. The word of God was written, the Saviour was brought from this generation and through them we have the nation of Israel. Well, let's continue into the book of Acts in our daily reading. And first it was Felix, then it was Festus, and now it's King Agrippa. This time we get a more extensive defence from the Apostle Paul, starting with a history lesson. And I always find it quite incredible the journey that Paul had been on, from a Pharisee who hated Christians to a gospel believer, gospel preaching missionary and pastor. That sort of change can only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. As Paul gives his defence, clearly there are some, namely Festus, that think he's gone insane. Yet the words of Paul are compelling. This gospel message is convincing and it seems if given enough time, those in high power would be persuaded by such a message. But in the end, what is clear and has been throughout multiple trials, Paul is innocent. The only thing he is guilty of is a passionate belief in the gospel. Yet here's an interesting twist in the story. Paul would have been set free, we assume, if it were not for his appeal to Caesar. What was the plan of God here? Why keep Paul under arrest? Clearly the Lord had something even greater for Paul, something he would have to wait patiently for while under arrest. I was thinking today, would we be so bold to talk about the gospel to someone believed? I was once told that I couldn't pray grace in front of individuals before a meal because it would shove the gospel down them. Personally, I completely disagree. Every opportunity Paul had, he took for the gospel. I believe every opportunity we have, we should take for the gospel. We need to be bold enough to speak Jesus into each conversation, knowing that it's better news than anything in this world. When we passionately love Jesus, just as Paul did, we don't worry about opinion, for the message of Jesus overcomes every negative feedback, for it truly is the very best news. So what opportunity is in front of you today? Will you be so bold to speak the gospel into it? Finally, we have Psalm 58. This chapter seems on the surface quite gruesome. 
is essentially a graphic detail of what will happen to the enemy of God. It makes more sense when we read the final verse in verse 11. The Lord is the final judge of all matters. It is the Lord that repays righteousness with reward and evil with judgment. We're not to take matters into our own hands, bringing about punishment for those who go against God. Instead, we are to trust and therefore find joy in the Lord and his righteous judgments. Psalm 58 reminds us of a simple truth. The Lord gets the final say. Sure, evil might look like it's winning. It may even seem impossible for the Lord to get the glory. However, the Lord will always get the final say. For judgment comes to all. Reward for those found in Jesus. Eternal damnation for those found to have rejected God and his gift of salvation. So if found in Jesus, there is nothing to fear or be downtrodden about. For the Lord will get the final say. Let's pray about these things. Father, we do indeed praise you that you are the judge, the righteous judge who brings reward to the righteous and brings damnation to those who have rejected the gospel. Father, we pray that we would find great joy in the fact that you have the final say. We pray that we would be bold enough to take the gospel into every situation and that we would bring about the name of Jesus in each opportunity that you present to us. And Father, we pray as we read through your word, and we've seen this in 1 Chronicles, yes, we have a bunch of names, but in those names, there is great and rich history. We recognize that through your people, you brought the word of God, you brought the son of God, and you brought salvation in the name of Jesus. So we praise you for every individual in our lives that have brought the gospel to us. And we pray that we will be somebody in history that is marked as a gospel believer, gospel preacher, passionate about salvation for the world and we pray that that would be evident in our lives and in history books when people look back to us. We pray this in your name. Amen.